Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I brought some of my favorite guys back. It's time to talk about the numbers, 16 to 20. Uh, I got Bourbon and Baseball's own Jason Beck. I got Dave Hummel, who's going to take us back to the 1400s with some type of baseball stat because he's unknown baseball facts, and Louisville Sluggers. This dude, if you're looking for a new logo, you're looking for something cool for your merch store, you reach out to this guy. And let him know you heard this podcast, and he'll charge you double. No, I'm just. Anyways, fellas, it's good to have you on. How you doing tonight? <laughs> Everybody good? Nah, fantastic. Yeah, surviving. Yeah, awesome. Well, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that we have the top fan watch parties, top fan rivalry watch parties coming up. Go to topfanrivalry.com. On the front, you're going to see watch party events. Click onto that. We have one booked for the 27th of March at Fountain Bowl inside of their restaurant slash bar. That's Dodgers Angels. Um, that's free of charge. There's going to be some swag bags. There. There's going to be some fun stuff there. We have one booked for the 1st of April. I cannot let you know the location just yet, but contracts are completed. It will be in Anaheim. It will be for the Angels A's. We are going to Atlanta. We'll be in Atlanta, Georgia on 620 for a watch party uh, for the Phillies versus uh, the Braves, which is going to be phenomenal. We're also going to go to Philadelphia. We're going to go to Boston. We're going to go to New York. We're going to go to Houston. We're going to go to San Diego. We're going to go to San Francisco this year, and we may add a few other cities. So check it out. It's going to be so much fun. We are trying to keep it to a bare minimum without a charge, but there might be a small uh, charge depending on on what the venue charges us. If they charge us, hey, we'll throw in a drink ticket or something fun. I mean, Jason, can you imagine getting a watch party with a group of people and paying only 10 bucks, but you get a drink ticket? Seems fair, right? I beat that. And if you go to Philly and you don't have a place to stay, you could always stay at David's. Oh, I, I <laughs> plan on it. We're already working on it. He, but he wants to charge me the, the going rate for the Marriott presidential suite. I don't know what that's all about, but... I'm like, you man, for a couch, do wherever, I just get some breakfast? Wherever Bryce Harper rehabs, I think, is where we're going to be staying. <laughs> <laughs> I got better accommodations than the presidential suite, Bill. You know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is too much fun. All right, boys, we're going to get into this. I love this. I, I got to tell you, I didn't look up the analytics tonight for our last episode, but we have got a huge number of people starting to listen to these. And they're fun. One guy says it's the slowest numbers that we've gone through per episode. But he says, but you guys all have great insights. So I love it. All right. As long as you, you love it. So, Mr. Zach of Lewis uh, Bill Sluggers, tell yeah. me, who's your number 16? Who wears that jersey best? Hmm. This, one, this one might be repeated, probably. Um, we'll go with Whitey Ford here. Um Hall of Famer. I got a lot of Hall of Famers, 16 to 20, actually. Some names that uh, I hope David uh, has written down. You know, Cy oh, Young winner, six-time world champion, two-time ERA title. Um, you know, I, I think ultimately I want to make sure I get this number right, too. Um, you know, he wore number 16 for 15 years, right? So, I mean, I, I think he might be the best uh, choice for this particular number, honestly. You know, I'm I'm all about players and pitchers. Um, you know, when I was going down this list, actually, I was finding a lot of competing names for pitchers and for some awesome hitters. I mean, let's make no mistake, you know, you want the best person on the mound to start your game. So, and I think that probably was right for for a while. I mean, six-time World Series champ, that stands out. Amen. Amen. I actually, the chairman of the board, right? No slouch. No slouch at all. 1951 Bowman is a primo example of a Whitey Ford card. Can you guys guess 16 years in the game, 15 years wearing number uh, 16. Can you guess his other number? Double zero. 19. 19. Oh, okay. Yeah. One year with the Yankees. Interesting. I like that. The unknown baseball fact. When he started, when he started, he was number 19. Mm -hmm. Then he was number 16 for the rest of his. Oh, basically, he had the two years because he didn't play. 
right? Military service. Then when he came back, he's number 16. Wow, that's cool. Nice. That's a great fact. I like that fact. Number 19, yeah. yeah. 236 wins. Chairman of the board. And if you ever get a chance, I don't remember who put it up, but there was a YouTube clip with him, Yogi Berra, and I want to say Billy Martin, either Billy Martin or Mickey Mantle sitting around a table just chatting. Um, and the interviewer was laughing so hard, I thought he was going to wet himself. Um, but they were telling stories about like things they used to do on the road. <laughs> they didn't even care. Man, Whitey was the guy that was like keeping everybody out of jail, I think. So, <laughs> they didn't even care. All, all right, uh, Mr. Beck of Bourbon and Baseball. By the way, a plug for him. If you're not watching his show on Wednesday, his Instagram live on Wednesday, I don't know what the heck you're doing. You're missing some good stuff. They start at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. They start with bourbon, um, get themselves a little liquored up, and then, no, I'm using, they, uh, but then they have a great water cooler debates. They got the Legion of Dunn facts. They got a lot of fun stuff. I've been a guest on it. Um, I know a number of other people that have been a guest on it. So if you're not watching on Wednesday, I have no idea what you're doing. There's nothing exactly. more important on yeah. Wednesday than that. Exactly. I know. I, I Yeah, you know, uh, I might have availability tomorrow. Let's see. Well, then that might work. Nice. I might be able to. Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. try. So, so Jason, what do you nice? I appreciate that. Absolutely, you bet. What do you got for number sixteen? Who wears the best? Uh, sixteen. Uh, it's really for me. Um, again, going to who I remember playing. You know, when I was growing up watching. And, uh, sixteen for me is uh, Dwight Gooden. Definitely, Doctor K. Uh, Dwight Gooden. I mean, you know. Uh, this guy, I don't know if you guys know this, but he's 82 games over 500 for his career. I mean, this guy, <laughs> the stud. I mean, 194 and 112 for his career, uh, 2,293 strikeouts, uh, led the MLB in wins in 85, rookie of the year in 84, um, won the pitching triple crown in 85, as a matter of fact. Um, a four-time all-star. I mean, his resume is, is prep. He was one of those guys that was the surefire Hall of Famer, man. You know, and uh, unfortunately, he had some personal battles. Uh, but that doesn't detract from just how dominating he was a pitcher for that five, six straight solid years where he just – Will lit up the scoreboard, man. So Dwight Good, Doctor K is my choice for sixteen. When you look at his, that's perfect because when you look at his one, uh, his eighty-five season, twenty-four and four, one point five three ERA, sixteen complete games, two hundred and seventy-six point two innings pitched, and two hundred and sixty-eight strikeouts. So he had almost a strikeout per inning. Yeah, that is unheard of. And I want to say, yeah. Yeah, the last pitcher, nine. Love that kind was, of stuff too. last pitcher who was 20 games over 500, I think, was Gidry before that. I don't think anybody has since. If I'm Indiana Lighten. Yeah, that's amazing. Great call. Great call yeah, to hear talking. this. Uh, 200 BC player that David's about to come up with. <laughs> what yeah. was that? Oh, this, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear the 200 BC baseball player that yeah, David's going to come up. David's up now. David is unknown baseball facts, and this dude is going to pull out somebody that knew Peter and James and John with the Days of Christ. So <laughs> tell us, David, what you got. Who's you know, Who do they have? All right. The Wayback Machine somehow worked. Um, we are going to go with – we're going to go with another pitcher here. We're going to go with King Howe Neuhauser for this Ooh, one. Nice. Um, talk about way back. Um, pitching stud of the early to mid-40s Tigers juggernaut machine. Back-to-back um, -back MVP award winners because, fun fact, in 1944, the St. Louis Browns, yes, the St. Louis Browns, 
you know, the team baseball could actually pick a player from that team to be the MVP. So they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go with Hal Neuhauser. I mean, if you look at his 44 and 45 season, when he went back to back with MVP and went triple crown in 45, you can't go wrong with it. 36 games started, 29 complete games, um, almost 3,000 innings pitched. Oh my gosh, there's so much that you can see here. Like he almost went, he almost went three in a row for MVPs, 44 to 46. That was just, that's just amazing stuff right there. And again, being on the Tigers in that time with Hank Greenberg, Rudy York, um, I, Al Kaline was still a few years away, but still he had everything in the bag when it came to pitches. You could not, absolutely cannot go wrong with the person that they call the King, King Hal. Now, yeah, no other Tiger is going to wear that number either. Right? Nobody. I love it. Okay. I love it. Good call. Wayback Machine works. Yes. Good call. It's a little later than I anticipated that you would uh, make a call. I was anticipating something from when we were still playing stickball and we called it base back in like 1820, but it's fine. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll start giving him this criteria, DB before baseball. Yeah. We'll find somebody. Exactly. Well, I'm going to mention one that – I'm going to mention one that has already been mentioned. Honestly, I think you can't go wrong with Whitey Ford. Um, Of his era, he was as best of a dominant pitcher as you could find. He wasn't an overpowering guy like – Drysdale and Koufax, when they came a couple of years after, he wasn't an overpowering guy like like Doc Gooden, um, but he wasn't also the specialist like the Greg Maddox or Tom Glavin. He was just the guy that laced them up every day, took the ball when it was his turn, and made it work. I mean, that's just that's what he did. I mean, he right. wasn't going to break Yogi's hand catching him, but he also made it work. So. Uh, I love the Doc Gooden one, Jason. I, I really do, but I I'm gonna give this one to Whitey Ford. I'm gonna I give this one to Whitey Ford. I just I appreciate that for sure, man. They're all good choices. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. I, no, no. If I if we were doing a draft and somebody picked Whitey Ford before me, I'd still pick either of those two other players. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't mess with this. This is just too good. All right, so uh, Mr. Beck, why don't we have you lead off for number seventeen? Sounds good. Appreciate the the second position here, man. Tonight, seventeen. Um, I'm going to stick with a fellow New York Met there, um, and I'm going with Keith Hernandez. Uh, Keith Hernandez uh, uh, for the the seventies and eighties. I mean, you can't. Choose a better first baseman during uh, that time period. Keith Hernandez won 11 straight gold gloves from 78 to 80. 11 straight gold gloves, five-time All-Star, one-time batting champion. You know who won uh, the previous uh, gold gloves at first base before Keith Hernandez won 11 straight? Woodley Stargell. The Garve? Come on, man. Oh, Steve Garvey, of course. He won four and so for 15 years, you had two dudes, Garve and Hernandez, uh, winning it. But, I mean, there really wasn't a better defensive first baseman during that time period in the National League, period. Whether it was a car was clutch when it came to his, his defense, and he was even more productive as an offensive threat. You know, he wasn't going to beat you with the big three-run homer, but he was going to hit you with a double in the gap or go all of a sudden he'd be like three for four with a couple of knocks and a double and three RBIs. And, you know, there's not a more consistent guy than that. I, I love it. I, yeah, that's a great pick. I mean, when I was – yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. Uh, go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. You. I, oh, yeah. I mean, when, yeah, when I was an intern, I mean, for the Mets, I mean, I uh, – I probably walked by him a million times, you know, or I, I was working 30 feet away from him, didn't even know it or something, because he's always there, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry. Just listen for the ice in his cocktail glass, man. 
<laughs> I I love the story of what he was doing when the Yan or when the Mets were down in Game Six of the '86 World Series. He went into the locker room and had two beers, and he was like, "I I sure hope I don't come to bat because I'm not going to be able to see the ball, right?" And you know the whole it gets by Buckner. He's like, "Yes, I don't have to hit." But he had walked down the locker room because he said, I didn't want to watch Boston celebrate on our field. Crack open a Budweiser. That didn't do enough. So he took a second one on. And so. Why not? I love those. Those old stories are so funny. The newer ones are usually more uh, TMZ riddled with crap, you know. But I I love the the new, the, the old stories from back in the day. It's like the whole Chris Dale thing, you know, like. Cutting up the jersey. It's like, come on. Or punching the thing and breaking his arm. Yeah. I like the old stories. They're always more entertaining. Hey, listen, when you're talking about somebody that was also a guest star on Seinfeld, now we got something cooking, right? True. So, all right, Mr. Hummel, you're up uh, with number 17. All right, Wayback Machine still works. Um, we're not going to go this far back in time this time. Um, we're going to go instead with the big Puma, Lance Berkman. Ah, you took mine. You took mine. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, <laughs> you took mine, man. You took when, when your team nickname is the Killer Bees, you're doing something good, I think. Um, absolute stud of a guy when he was in Houston. Finishing in top 15 MVP. For six years, finishing as high as third in 06 and in 2002, he could just hit the ball and just not even care about it. 366 career homers, 293 career average. He was he was the heart and soul of the Killer Bees after Biggio and Bagwell decided to kick the curb for retirement. Um, I mean, he can't really go wrong with him. Um, six-time All-Star and uh, he could field, he could hit. There's really not nothing much you can do about that. So I'm going with Big Boomer Lance Berkman. Nice, nice. I uh, I have a love hate for Lance Berkman, um, because he was such a great player, but he always leveled up when he played the Dodgers. Uh-huh. So I there's there's something to be said about that. I mean, you Yankee fans, Jason and Zach, you know what I'm talking about. Dustin Pedroia would level up when he played you guys. Don't even start. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, it would just, you respect the talent, but you want to strangle him at the same time. You love yeah. watching him on Sports Center when he's playing anybody but your team. But when he's playing your team, you're like, well, that guy, I'm going to. I mean, yeah. next to this guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very good. All right. Zach, are you going to go with uh, Berkman or are you going to? Gonna go with another. I, you know, I didn't make a plan B. So, oh, I'm growing up as a big Astros fan, and it was always Berkman and uh, uh, that other, the other, the other guy. Who's I think the son is on the. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, just I always like Berkman, former Yank. Uh, so you know, I think for me, it's it's one of those things where he finally got his ring in, in 2011. Uh, Cardinals versus Rangers, I believe. So, um, you know, I always like Lance Berkman. It's a shame that his Hall of Fame candidacy just didn't pan out. Uh, so he, he didn't even get, you know, it says in this uh, in 2019, you know, he only got five votes of the 425 in his first year of eligibility. And due to getting less than 5%, uh, he, he fell off. So he can only be considered on the game committee and it's definitely been a few years since this article. And I don't think that's happening. Uh, yeah. But I think it, it doesn't matter because whenever he played, you were watching. And I think that's all that matters anyway. If he's just being brought up in discussions, it's almost enough. Um, and it's always probably positive more than anything that, you know, he probably enjoys his career, you know, be cool to have your name in, out there in, in Cooperstown, but it's not necessary. You know, he's definitely Hall of Very Good. You can say that. Absolutely. Astros Hall of Fame, I would think. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's no question about but yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't I don't yeah, I don't I you know. I hope that David doesn't steal 18, 19, and 20, but I wouldn't be shocked. You never know, Zach. You never know. Boys to your separate corners, please. Uh, Jason, you and I can play Joe Cortez, right? I'm fair, but I'm firm. Let's go. Touch him up. (laughs) You got to be impressed that I pulled that one out, Jason. Yeah, man. Do a boxing reference out. All right. So I'm going to bypass somebody that's going to go into the hall probably next year. And and I'll leave him as an honorable mention here in a second. I'm going to pick a guy who claimed, and I don't know how true this is, he claimed that he wasn't a Bill Clinton fan. So when Bill Clinton came into the clubhouse, this guy was known for not wearing batting gloves and had a bunch of pine tar on his hands and shook the president's hand with a bunch of pine tar. And there's a video of Bill Clinton looking at his hand after shaking Mark Grace's hand in the club's clubhouse. (laughs) So he's like, Bill Clinton's like, all right. So I don't know how factual it is about the love loss there, but um, I was going to go with Todd Helton because I know that he'll get in the hall next year or the year after. But Mark Grace, you know, Zach, you mentioned it. We grew up about the same time frame. Mark Grace was a pillar in Chicago. And even when he went into Arizona, and they were in the World Series in Arizona. He was he was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that he didn't get more Hall of Fame looks, but you know, Mark Grace is my guy. Zach, you look like you have a thought on that. Is there a thought on Mark Grace? No, 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 no. That's funny. I'm just thinking about the Bill Clinton story. I never heard that. Yeah. All. <laughs> All that dude did was hit doubles, man. He hit doubles and doubles and doubles all. Stop hitting doubles! Stop it. You you know who he reminds me of, or you know who reminds me of him because he could go oppo, he could go pull, he he hit doubles. Freddie Freeman reminds me a lot of him because Freddie Freeman can go oppo for doubles all the time. Good call, right? And but it's. Yeah, it, Zach, if I can find the clip, I'll send it to you. But it's hilarious yeah. because Bill Clinton just looks down at his hand like, hmm. And Mark Grace was one of the first people that he signed, you know, or uh, shook in the clubhouse. And so <laughs> the rest of the, you know, the rest of the players are used to having pine tar. President wasn't. So whatever, you know, tomato, tomato. Great story. <laughs> Great story. All right. So, Mr. Hummel, you are up for number 18. What do we got for 18? All right. I have options. I have choices. I don't know which one to pick. Um, part of me wants to go. Okay. Part of me wants to go with Bill Russell. Nothing wrong with good old Vopes Russell. But in this particular instance, I'll go with the man who is so famous, he wore jerseys that could literally show the bulging of his biceps. And that was Ted Klazuski, otherwise known as Big Clue. Way back machine, still going strong. He was, <laughs> oh man, Big Clue. Ted Klazuski was a monster when he held the bat in his hand. Uh, three straight seasons of 40 plus homers. Um, helped the Go-Go Sox when he was on basically one good bat. And then unfortunately fall to the Dodgers. Um, Big Clue is just known primarily for those pictures of just the jerseys being ripped off and just seeing the muscles like bulge out like Arnie. Um, but I mean, you can't go wrong with a guy that who who hit in '54 when he hit 49 homers. He hit it at a 3.26 clip. You don't see that a lot these days. Where you guys have like 40 plus homers and a really high respectable average. He could hit and he could hit for days. And there's nothing that can go by the man they call Big Clue. I love it. I love it. See that way back machine is working. Oh, and, a, and an unknown and an unknown an unknown fact. He was also one of the main hitting coaches for the big what? red machine defense. Man. 
Yeah. Wonder who their assistant mm-hmm. hitting coach was, man. Because you know we do assistant <laughs> hitting coaches too, man. Right? <laughs> Beck's Beck showing off some of his skills from one of his lives. Who's yeah. the assistant to the assistant hitting coach? <laughs> Somebody get Joe on here. Joe will know the assistant to the assistant hitting coach. I absolutely love it. Great call, Dave. Great call. All right, Zach, you are up. Who do you got for number 18? All right. So I changed my answer last minute. Um, <laughs> I, didn't like, time, I, I, didn't, I didn't like where it was going. So <laughs> is he the best player to wear? it? I don't know about that. But is he going to be remembered, especially in one city, for his contributions? Uh, forever? Yes. Uh, I think it's going to be Ben Zobrist for me. Ooh! Um, oh, because, you know... On my chair. Nice call. Because, because I, you know, is he the best out of this list? Maybe not, right? It, but in 16 World Series of my dad and just the rain delay. Just playing. Play. Game 7 was... That might be still... Maybe my favorite, you know, World Series game, you know, uh, that I've watched besides it being, you know, 2009. You know what I mean? Like, I was tuned in. Everyone was tuned in. Everybody in baseball was tuned in. Like, can the can the Cubs win it, you know? And uh, just the, I just remember the rain delay. Like, you know, Rolas Chapman and then Raja Davis and just, just what? Every, that game was, had everything, you know? And, Ben Zobra is taking the lead in the 10th, um, you know, and he, he wore number 18 for 14 years. So, you know, it, these are the things I'm looking at, you know, I just, you know, personal life aside or whatever, you know, there's always that thing after an MLB, you know, there's always that thing. I'm looking at the player specifically. So like, right. I'll always remember that one of my favorite world series wins. And he broke the, he broke the Chicago record there, help break it, you know, whole team. I, I absolutely love that call because that you just nailed that, Zach. That game had everything. I'm I'm interested yeah. to see how it's going to play out now that we've moved into November for the World Series. How it's going to be in Cleveland, but mm-hmm. that game had freaking everything. It had a rain delay. It had yeah. lead changes. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the best World Series games. I want to say that I've watched in the last twenty years. If you're not a fan of either team, like if your right, team's not right, in it, right, right. But exactly. if you're back then, Indians, if you were an Indians fan back then, or yeah, right, uh, uh, Cubs fan, like you had your cardiologist on speed dial for the next day. <laughs> I mean, straight yeah. up. But if you're yeah. not, a, if you're just a baseball fan, yeah, it's a great one. <laughs> just, I mean, one. there's so many awesome storylines just from that alone. I mean, you had the core group on the Cubs, Rizzo. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. Uh, uh, he's Schwarber, thank you. And then, uh, he's in Colorado Rockies there now. I can't think of his name, Chris Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, yes, Chris Bryant, right? Then you had the catcher, uh, who's the current manager of the Cubs, David Um, Ross. David David Ross Ross. hit that home run. That was just he retired after that. He went out as a a winner, you know, and he hit the home run in that game too, I believe. Right. Yeah. Jason Hayward that got everything going. Yeah. And I think um didn't someone just recently retire that was with the Cubs too? Uh yeah. But he I mean, he's a guaranteed first ballot hall of famer in Dexter Fowler. I you know, but he's so far to the thing. Of the vote. Assistant hitting coach. Unanimous, <laughs> unanimous. He would be a great assistant hitting coach. Yeah, for sure. He, he's the third <laughs> assistant <laughs> to the That's hitting coach uh, in single A. Yeah. Yeah, either way, either way. I mean, I there's, there's so many There's just so many storylines <laughs> when you look at that. Um but yeah, that's my that's my pick. That's my pick. I love it, man. I love it. Man, we're having so much fun with this. This is great. All right, uh, Jason, what you got for number eighteen? Number eighteen. Uh, if anybody knows me is in growing up, they know how much 
um, I was a Daryl Strawberry fan. Um, mm. There's there is no number 18. There is no second number 18 for me uh, than Daryl Eugene Strawberry, number one draft choice of Major League Baseball, straight out of Crenshaw High School in 1980, Los Angeles, California, SoCal product. Um, we're talking an eight-time All-Star, career 259 hitter, not too bad. Uh, 335 career home runs and a thousand RBIs exactly on the nose. Wow. Uh, talk about sweetest swings, sweetest left-handed swings over the last several generations. It's him and maybe Ken Griffey Jr. Those two would probably be mm -hmm. one, two in the sweetest left-handed swing column. Um, but my room was adorned with every Daryl Strawberry stat, poster, picture, starter jacket, um, advertisement. And I was fortunate enough to meet him um, Mother's Day weekend in 85 at Dodger Stadium. Uh, my mom probably wasn't super excited about Mother's Day weekend because saw Van Halen the night before and then saw Daryl Strawberry at Dodger Stadium the next day. But uh, that's my man right there, man, Daryl Strawberry. That's your boy. Great pick. Great choice. You forgot the you forgot the second best part of Strawberry. Strawberry's got the best left hook in baseball with that Orioles fight when he, he cold cocked the guy in the dugout with that left hook. Boom. Secret weapon, man. Secret weapon, you know. And now he's a he's a very well known uh Christian pastor, you know, he his life around. He's and uh, he's given his life to good man upstairs and so uh it, he, he's commented on several of my posts a few times which is very nice and uh we've shared our 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 love for the lord as a matter of fact so that's i love hearing that i love <clears throat> hearing that um this this one for the two yankee fans that are on here you're gonna love and hate my choice for 18 okay this guy even know, though they I classify know who it is. i know who it is Didi uh, Gregorius. Didi Gregorius? No. <laughs> no. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, too. Good old Didi. Another one, man. Right. This guy should be in the Hall. This guy retired with 2,769 hits, a career batting average of 284, nice. uh, 235 home runs, played for the Yankees and the Boston Red Stockings. Number 18 in your program, number caveman. one in your heart, Johnny D. Damon. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yes. I, I like Daryl Strawberry, but I I think Johnny Damon has the numbers to get into the hall. He just didn't – he just didn't – the sports writers didn't like him as much, right? Yeah. I mean, when you're talking – when you're talking, what is that uh, – 30, 231 hits away from 3,000 and you're barely on the Hall of Fame ballot, that means you ticked off some people, right? So, but that's... I could think of a, many reasons of uh, drunk driving or others. Um, you know, it's it's the whole integrity thing they like to play after the fact, too. It, you know, it's just... It's, again, like... I'm not... I think you have to separate it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. different in some regards. I'm not going to support actions of some people, obviously, because, you know, it's don't drink and drive. It's simple as nothing that. But yeah, I think sometimes that's, that's kind of what it is. You know, it's the person or the writer doesn't like the person, but the player is totally different to me. And that's right. not the same for everybody. Absolutely. All right. So we go back to you, Zach, for number 19. Um, in my book, I bet you we're going to cross paths because there's really only two players that I can think. Well, Hummel will get in on this and there will be somebody that wore the jersey in 1387. But it was um, a hell of a year, 1387. Oh, well, but Zach and, and Jason and I will probably come up with the same. People. Yeah. So, OK, Zach, go for it. Who do you I, got? Yeah. Well, you know, I was just there recently. I feel like it's gonna <laughs> it be the same answer. Let me let me grab a hat real quick. There it is. It's as close as I could get. Don't blame me for not having a Padre hat, but I got a San Diego hat instead. Nice. So Ladies and gentlemen, Zach has now changed hats. 
Thank you. Thank you for the non-video talkers. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is the Tony uh, baseball legend. Um, you know, Hall of Famer, 15-time All-Star, seven-time Silver Slugger, eight-time batting title, five-time Gold Glove. I mean, you can't say anything. I mean, like, there. I feel like he's the best to ever wear it. I, you know, it, this is not a Ben Silver. This is the best player to probably ever wear number 18. 19. Uh, and over 3,000 hits. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where he averaged 21.7 strikeouts per season. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? There's Aaron Judge is striking out 21 times a week. Joe you know Gallo I mean? does like, that. Joey Gallo yeah. strikes up less than 21 times. Yeah, and that's in two two games, Joey Gallo. You right? know, so, I, you know, <laughs> I, he's, I mean, unreal. He almost had a 400 average in 1994 in 110 games. That's, that's wild, you know. Wow. Um, third fastest player ever to get the 3,000 hits. It took him 2,284 games to do so. Wow. That's not, that's, you know, we're not even, I mean, that's, that's one hit a game, you know, if you're lucky to play 3,000 games, right? But think that 2,200, right? Um, I think, here, I'm sorry, he had a 309 or higher average for 19 years. Right. Um, that's, what? Who, nobody does that now. You're, I so, mean, now you're lucky to get one 300 average every five years. If you're elite, I would probably say. You know, so, you're probably right, 280, 290. Zach, here's an interesting statistic for you to back this up. In 1991, he had 569 plate appearances and 19 strikeouts. In 1992, <laughs> yeah. in 1992, another yeah. 569 plate appearances but he, he had a better year. He only struck out 16 times wow, that man. year. That's it's so I, stupid. It's, I mean, those, it's, it's, it's video cool. game numbers. It really is. Yeah. Even if you get out, that's yeah. video game numbers. You don't have to be A-Rod and hit bombs. But right. it, the fact you're never striking out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Oh, much. Yeah, he could not yeah, strike yeah, out yeah. Toby Quinn. 69.4. Yeah, Did you mention that? What's that? 69.2 war. Yeah. 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 For, for yeah. the numbers, that's just, that's ridiculous, man. You know, yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the 1994 strike season, he had a, he played in 110 games before the strike, 475 at bats. He only, he struck out 19 times that season. He was having a bad season. He struck out 19 times out of 479 <laughs> at bats. And he hit a mere 394. Yeah, a mere. Right. Yeah. It, he yeah. only led the league in hitting seven times. Well, seven times silver slug. Yeah. Right? You would think he'd have like the run of, you know, the whole yeah. every time. Man, yeah, I love, I, the Friar Faithful love, loves Tony Gwynn. I Mr. Need Padre. The, Sports writers that didn't vote for him for the first ballot Hall of Fame. The, those are the guys that you this really. This is why I think it's a joke. You know, I don't. Yeah. Get out of here. It's a joke. Yeah. This guy, this guy, who didn't vote for him unanimously? Derek Jeter, come on. Right. Fun writer? The one right. guy. I would, you know, he did it out of spite. Yep. did it out of spite. All right, Jason, who do you got for 19? Uh, we really don't need to take too much of, you know, yeah. my my section here because I know Zach said everything that needed to be said about Mr. Padre. and He deserves all the respect in the world, and there's no second to number 19, Tony Gwynn. So I absolutely concur with that choice. David, is there anybody that came over with Christopher Columbus that you might want to mention? <laughs> <laughs> He did, yes, I actually did find someone that came over with Christopher Columbus. He pitched for almost as long as Christopher Columbus was alive. Um, the heater from um, um, 
honorable mention goes to Tony Gwynn and Robin Yount and Bert Campanaris and Joey Votto, but the honorable, love them. Mm. But I'm going to go with Bullet Bob because tradition, what's tradition? Um, if he didn't pit, if he did not serve his country admirably in World War II, he most likely would have gotten 300 wins and a whole lot more strikeouts than what he currently has. 266, 162 record with a 325 ERA lifetime. Um, triple crown winner, um, won an ERA title, eight time All Star, the heart and soul of all of the Indians teams in the um, late 30s and then early to mid 40s, and then to an extent in the um, early 50s. Bob Feller was someone that you could absolutely rely on if you needed to get a serious game. You win that game. Yeah. Um, I believe he's the only pitcher in MLB history to throw a no hitter on opening day. I think. Oh wow! Um, and before he wore number nineteen, he wore numbers nine and fourteen. The more you know. Uh, <laughs> And knowing is half the battle, according to G.I. Joe. Um, Amen to that. <laughs> thank you, David. Um, I'm going to go with TG. I'm going to go with Tony Gwynn. Uh, everything's been said about him. Uh, David did mention a good honorable mention, Zach. When we were growing up, Robin Yount was one of those guys that you just knew. That was back when Milwaukee played in the, the American League. So... <laughs> You know, growing up in Orange County, I got to see them a lot when they'd come and play the Angels. So, um, good honorable mention, but nobody's TG. I mean, this guy, those stats that we were reading off are incredible. Right? Just absolutely amazing. So, um, all right, Mr. Beck, uh, I believe you have to make a graphic for you, Bill. Oh, sorry. What's that? What do you say, Zach? Uh, oh, yeah. I uh, would love to make a graphic. You know, I, I kind of was doing this with our draft, you know, through the decades, but would love to see if I can make a cool little graph for you that or, or graphic that has like our picks with maybe the faces of the players. I think that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. You know what? Let's let's uh collaborate on that as we're going yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll get the first twenty five up and then we'll work on the yeah. twenty six through fifty and sure. all the way through. That'd yeah, be awesome. That. I mean you guys are re, uh, retiring numbers like crazy in New York. At some point, you're going to have triple-digit numbers. And now batting number yeah. 427. Yeah. On the in your heart. Some fractions in there. Some fractions. Yeah, exactly. Ten and a quarter. And a third. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, uh, Mr. Beck, take us home uh, on number 20. Who do you got? This one, to me, is interesting because there's a lot of good number 20. Uh. Take it away. Yeah, Very good number twenty. It, it can we can go either way with number twenty. You know, just strictly numbers, strictly you know generational players, uh, positional players. Um, I'm going from a personal choice um, on this one, and there's no greater number twenty for me than uh, Don Sutton. Uh, the pitcher for the Hall of Fame pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I mean, this guy was 68 games over 500, won 20 games only once in his career, but has uh, 324 wins to his credit um, and 3,500, over 3,500 career strikeouts. But did you know that Don Sutton never missed a career start ever? Not once. I did. His rotation turn in on the bump. Um, this guy in his career and pitched five one hitters. Not only did he have five one hitters, but he pitched 10 two hitters. And I think he's still in the top 10 of career baseball's career strikeout list with over 3,500. So that's my guy. See, and I, I love Don Sutton. I just can't. You know my favorite player is Garvey. He and the Garv got into it in the clubhouse one day. So I, I got to right, back yeah. off curly hair Don Sutton. I can't give you 
But I appreciate that. I mean, he was the man. So I got to back off. Seriously long, tight curls, man. Even in his, you know, in his Braves broadcasting days. I remember seeing him around here. He used to, well, he passed here in the desert. He lived here like a couple blocks from Garvey, probably, as a matter of fact. Um, but yeah, I saw him at a few events, man. He had that nice little tight little Jerry curl for the white guy. It was pretty nice. There you go. There you go. Mayflower Dave, what do you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> As if I could wrong with Michael Jack Schmidt. Uh if I could choose no one else for this role because of how big of an impact he had, not just on the Phillies, but on my personal baseball experience one of the all-time leading home run hitters especially for his position um he and george brett as mentioned in our first episode they were basically brothers almost it's like brother uh we do good um hitting all those homers winning back-to-back mvp awards in 80 and 81 leading my franchise to its first ever world series title um 500, 548 homers, uh, 1,500 RBI, 12-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove, World Series MVP. No, you cannot go wrong with Schmitty. I love Don Sutton, and I love Frank Robinson. They were honorable men. Say no to Mike Schmidt. I just can't. I will die on this hill and say that Mike Schmidt is my favorite player. Possibly of all time. We want you to give bias aside. No, that's not necessary to give your life for it, Dave. But we understand the past that <laughs> goes behind that, bro. That's Jason. That's Mayflower Dave to us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, Mayflower Dave. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, boy, all the things are out. I gotta go. Be feeling. Time to shoot to be feeling. That's awesome, Zach. Who you got? Uh, David, I'm shocked, man. We mentioned his name a lot, I think, in all of our drafts. Um, I'm going a route that I'm, you know, that we'd never said what the clear rules were when we're talking oh, about boy. players to wear this number. So I'm going to oh, go I with Josh oh. Gibson here. Zach, uh, I think you know, <laughs> Negro League, two-time World Series champion, two-time Triple Crown, Hall of Famer. Shout out to MLB for including players to the Negro League. And, uh, you know, in Black History Month as well, um, you know, you ha- you're looking at a player, you know, of course, all the statistics and de- data collecting, they've had to sift through that. There's some wonderful people out there that have really done some immense and incredible research to, you know, prove certain things or say he could have very well hit as many home runs as he did, but they may have been exhibition games, right? Things like that. So, like, looking at the numbers, though, this and, and numbers are officially counting almost 600 games. He has a batting average of 374, an OPS of uh, 1.177. I mean, that's unreal. His slugging was 719. This guy was incredible. And, uh, you know, he's always usually talked about as maybe one of the best Negro League players ever. Um, so, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Maybe they couldn't get his likeness for, for this year. Maybe they'll put him in next year. Maybe they'll add him later. You know, I think that's always one of the toughest things. You know, I actually have a... Uh, a homestead grace my pick was for number 20 but um that that's my pick for 20 because uh you know i just think he, he's one of the better players to, to ever wear he inducted 1972 um as well to the national baseball hall of fame so big props to josh gibson for me Great call. I, hate, I hate myself so much for not bringing josh up i as someone who <laughs> loves the negro leagues i was you like exactly. was yeah <laughs> Yeah, so this is revenge. I see how it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a fair fight anymore. <laughs> All fair in love and war, Zach. Yeah, true. Well, I'm going to see how I'm going to test your knowledge here, boys. Okay, uh, I'm going to oh. bring up somebody that we haven't selected. Their name has been mentioned, but we haven't selected yet. Uh, two-time MVP, one-time Triple Crown winner, two-time World Series champion, World Series MVP, All-Star MVP, one gold glove, one padding title, one rookie of the year, 14-time All-Star Manager of the Year, 2,943 hits. Hummel, who do you think it is? I'm sorry, what? 
yeah. I'm confu- my brain is hurting. Um, he played for the Reds, the Orioles, the uh, oh, Cleveland Indians, oh. Dodgers, and Angels. Ah. Who is it? Ah, the 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 other Robinson, Frank Robinson. That's right, mm-hmm. Frank Robinson. The other Robinson. Nice call. That's, yeah, that's a I, great call. I was gonna go with Michael Jack Schmidt, um, but then when I was comparing and and no disrespect to to Mike Schmidt, I mean he's a phenomenal player, but when I look at a guy who has kind of carried the game through, you, you gotta look at Frank Robinson. I mean he kind of. And not to take anything away from uh, Jack Roosevelt Robinson, but um, he kind of picked up where Jackie Robinson left off, so to speak. I kind of feel like he did. Um, you know, he came into the league in 1956. He exited the league in 1976. You know, he great player. So, so I think I think we've done good on that one. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with either of those yeah, guys. We've done good. Absolutely agree. So if, if 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 Josh Gibson didn't drink himself to death, unfortunately, I feel like he would have had one of, if not the best careers in the majors. And it's a shame that he fell to his vices. And this is the way that we honor his memory. Um, just keep it alive in all the stories that we tell the Negro Leagues of baseball, of everything so it's always important just to listen to the stories and just look at the stats and realize wow in such a statistical driven age that we're in all of this is just mind-boggling and it always helps to just look back and realize hey maybe the main file wasn't all that popular Um, (laughs) um histories and learn how that impacts the game today well, fellas, I appreciate you being on. Zach, Jason, Dave, this has been a phenomenal episode. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you listening while you're driving in your cars, please remember these three things. Uh, David Hummel is um, uh, he's Unknown Baseball Facts. Jason Beck is Bourbon and Baseball. Zach Wood is uh, Louisville Sluggers. Please follow these guys. Again, get on Beck's live. Um, you know, if you have something you want to share with him, by all means, reach out to him and ask him if if he can be on his show. Uh, if you've got gear that you need to get made up, reach out to to Louisville Sluggers. Reach out to Zach. I mean, this guy is phenomenally talented in what he does. So, um, by all means, guys, let's do that. And don't forget to go to the topfanrivalry.com page. Go to the watch parties. Click onto the ones that you want to be on or be at. We'd love to have you. We'd love to shake your hand in person. We'd love to just have a good time together. We're, we're for the most part, outside of the COVID area. So it's going to be fun to see each other and, and shake each other's hands and have a good time. So, fellas, thank you for your time tonight. And let's do it again. Sounds wanna, good. Absolutely. I, Can't wait. I want to I want to be in Adam Dunn's family tree, please. Please watch Bourbon and Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> you're his uh his uh nephew three times removed from his best friend's brother sister's boyfriend's cousin's girlfriend Woo-hoo! blood there man yeah he's in the bloodline there you go <laughs>